Hi guys, welcome to Investor Euphoria podcast. The first podcast from the Investor Euphoria. Uh, you're going to uh, learn about 10 principles that underline finance theory. And how you can use these 10 principles uh, to make a better decision in your life in the world of finance. And uh, these 10 principles and evaluation approach help you to make a better decision in different asset classes like maybe uh, stocks, real estate and business funds and debt instruments and other equities, right, okay? Uh, why principles? Principles are very important for any person, for everyone. And uh, I'm linking these 10 principles to the three building blocks. Then we'll go for the deep and depth of 10 principles. The first building block is valuation of asset. Uh, which affects the amount of expected rate of return. I mean, you can consider the rate of return is first block, first building block. And second one is time value of money, which affects the time of the return. I mean, timing of the return. Maybe today, today is 2% and tomorrow maybe a 4%. Maybe it's timing how when you're going to receive your investment pattern and uh, what's your time value of money and what's your future amount and present value and link it to the future value kind of a thing. Then third one is Second one is timing. Third one is time management. Time management, not management of risk. Yes, time management and management of risk. Why is it time management and management of risk? At what time, how much risk you are managing is very important. Finally, it's a management of risk, which affects the probability of receiving the return. Yes, it's a risk management. Uh, risk management explain and give a gist about that, how much your portfolio allocation should be there. And how you how well you're managing your portfolio that play a very important role so please keep in your mind that there are three building blocks rate of return timing and risk management then go for the 10 principles the principles that underline the finance series could cross the incorporate the three analytics let's link into the three building blocks there are three building blocks right rate of return timing and risk management right please uh, keep that dot to the first one Higher return require the taking more risk. Yes. Uh, how many are you agree with me? Yes. If you want to get high return, you have to take high risk, right? That's right. A rational investor is favor of high return. A rational investor will expect a high return on a stock over a low return. He prefer to take less risk. <laughs> the funny thing is, the rational investor is prefer to take a low risk, but he expect more return. Unfortunately, there is a no free lunch in the world of finance, right? There is a trade-off exit between the higher expected return on an investment and a greater risk. If you are expecting the high return, you have to go for the high risk, right? Uh, investments have low returns, low risk. It's vice versa, right? It's a trade-off between that. Uh, when you have to take a risk, risk. Let's take some few events in the world of finance, financial crisis and market correction. Market correction is a best opportunity. Yes, right. Uh, yeah, because. But how much percentage of people and so-called investor will invest in the time of financial crisis? Very few, very few. And when market is not performing, very few. When market went for the correction, no one. Bad news about the company or management issue? No one, right? It's like risk won't come alone. It comes with an opportunity. 
the large percentage of investor will take risk to sell the stock in the time of financial crisis i don't understand that i don't understand is a time to sell or is a time to buy that's you have to if you are a finance geek or investment tycoon you will think this is the best time to buy a stock because i'm getting a stock with a very cheap i mean discount i'm getting a stock with a discount right so uh, if you want to invest in that take risk at that particular time yes financial crisis and market correction recently the indian stock market went with the correction few of my few of my uh, people have brought the i mean few of my customers have brought the sheets at the good discount rate i mean if you are undervalued it's a good time to buy undervalued stock now it's they are getting good amount of return right now and uh, then uh, there is a risk it's an opportunity to buy because you are buying a stock with a discount so don't miss an opportunity and please remember the first principle keep in your mind to take a better decision to develop your financial life high returns require taking more risk so please in mind and second one is efficient capital markets are tough to bet really let's look into the depth of that it's a finance theory it's a, of course it's a investment of finance theory and the markets are virtually efficient current stock prices affect the publicly available information it's like a take an example of when uh, tcs or uh, Infosys declared the quarter results with the high amount of profit. Of course, that directly impact on the stock price because the information is publicly available. So the people think that the stock is performing very well. So should I? I should buy that particular stock because it's performing very well. So I'll buy that. The and stock prices react completely correctly and almost instantly to incorporate. Receipt of new information sound realistic? Yes, right. Yeah. And the stock market is efficient. <laughs> you are agree, and you don't are agree. But Indian stock markets are not more, not less efficient. Maybe a middle, I can say. And if you will say if stock markets are efficient. and uh, there is no need to analyze the pattern of the stocks and doing the discounted cash flow market research kind of economy research and doing fundamental analysis and effort to find a stock whether it's undervalued or overvalued or fairly valued should i hold or blah blah things there is no need it's just information is required public i mean publicly available information is required that's it there is no other information is required whether you are a wall street or dollar street professional think that the concept of capital market efficient capital market is just a music of some uh, rehman sang or sith sri ram sang towards an academy and that the theory that the theory doesn't properly describe the real action of stock market yes of course yes if you anomalous exists they believe that indian capital markets are reasonably efficient stock price act quickly to the new information yes i agree with that stock price will react information very quickly it's like uh when i did a trade 
just still I remember I think in 2018 at the time of October uh, November I don't know the properly but uh, when Page Industries extended the license with the Jackie of 10 years stock went around four to five thousand up it's increased a lot because the information is publicly available yes it's an anomaly it's a market event for the company I believe that Indian capital markets are reasonably efficient of course yes not more yes not more stock price reactively to the information yes that that did in the case of so many stocks and it's it is very difficult for the investor to be the consistent with the investment return associated with the buy and hold strategy yes it means completely long also not work not for all stocks maybe for opportunities that produces excess return still such as investing in the low p or a high book value to the market value be allowed to take an advantage of this opportunity let's take when though the markets are not efficient we go for the markets are still efficient we go for the fundamentals because it's it give a clear picture that whether should i invest or not that's it and the third principle now we done with second principle it's efficient capital market are tough to beat and third principle is rational investors are risk averse how many are agree with that maybe few or maybe not risk averse means that rational investor prefer to take less risk to more risk it's like they believe that they have a mindset of the psychology maybe a rational investor think that a safe rupee is worth more than the risky rupee yes let's assume it's not a perfect in all cases let's assume that uh, if i deposit 10000 in the fixed deposits it's safe here then if i put that 10000 in the stock market so they think that the 10000 in fixed deposits in the bank it's a safe that's it that's enough for me to do my music or to do my drama that's it i don't want to put myself into the market where i can access the risk so i don't want to take a risk so the, they have a mindset that they don't want to risk take a risk but they want high returns it's it's a risk averse and it's reflect the risk averse the finance theory uh, based upon the investor exhibit that risk averse behavior uh, to the risk averse investors the pain of losing there is a quite there is a famous book from the canon thinking fast and slow i've taken this point from the that book the pain of losing rupee is greater than pleasure of winning a rupee this large percentage of people said i don't want to lose a rupee if i lose a rupee let's take an example that uh, if you invest 10 rupees you got a profit of 2 rupees and you got a loss of 1 rupee the person will lose 1 rupee that's it but he gain 2 rupees but he don't feel happy because the pain of losing a rupee is greater than pleasure of winning a rupee so that's a mindset of that it's investor behavior pattern is totally a different and that pattern he linked to the market so rational investors are risk averse for the principle of risk aversion to hold it is not necessary for the all investor to make an intelligent risk or return decision it means that you are not like everyone is not like a warm buffet or charlie mcgill right only when they are deciding how to invest significant amount of their assets 
I would like to take an example that the, if you are investing in two different stocks like XYZ or an ABZ, they one percent, one is ten percent return, another one is also ten percent return. But first ABC stock risk is fifteen percent, fifteen percent, and uh, CBC stock return is, I mean, uh, risk is twenty percent. But they look risk point of view. They don't look how much return they are getting. That's another thinking. I don't think it's a mentality, but it's their behavior for the stocks. When the investor not interested to take a high risk, but how they can expect a high return. So from our industry for yeah, we recommendations are risk aversion is good, right? It's a it's a good yeah, very risky aversion, right? We enjoy winning our money, but we are really desperate of losing it. We don't interest to lose, we are interested to win. We don't want to hear something like losing. Like everyone want a love story, but no one want a breakup story, right? No one will read if you write also breakup story. That's that's a human nature, right? It's important that you realize that realize what type of investor you are. It means assessing your own self. Whether you are a risk taker or a risk neutral, different kind of things. You realize how much risk you can take way of investment loss how much risk you will take if you invested 100 rupees and you will take 10 percent of that i mean i can take 10 per 10 rupees if 10 rupees is stock is done for the 10 percentage as if i uh, lose 10 rupees okay i'm good let's assess yourself make sure that you understand that risk is involved in asset which you are investing if you are investing in the stocks blindly risk is there assess that if you are investing in that particular if risk is there or not, analyze it. If the odds are not in your favor, I mean, if you are not clear picture of the investment capacity and why you are investing, what's uh, additional risk is there, how much return you are going to get, please don't invest in that particular glimpsey of that. Find the investment with more favorable risk or return characteristics. It is always required to be expected margin of safety. A margin of safety. Uh, there is a huge amount of uh, portion for the margin of safety. Uh, if you under, if you want to understand, I would like to link the margin of safety to the value investment concept. When the when I read the book called Intelligent Investor written by the Benjamin Gap, it's such a margin of safety. You have to keep an eye on margin of safety before buying a stock. We recommend that you likewise. That's third principle. Now, guys, you done with three principles. Let's go for the fourth principle. Fourth principles, it's technically something related to the behavioral economics or a finance or a psychology or a technical analysis. Think whatever you want. The fourth principle is supply and demand drive stock prices in the short run. Of course, it's right, right? The stock market is like every market. It's like a competitive economy, economy, right? The market price of stock is determined the interaction of supply of stock by the seller and demand of the stock by a buyer. It's like a take a consideration of that. Me and my friend, I expected that the stock is going to hit 52 high. 
52 week high so it's a demand for that i estimated myself it's there is a demand for that stock so i brought that stocks and my friend also brought that stock so same thing i estimated that there is no profit for that stock so i sold it so there is no there is a lot of supply there but there is no demand let's the current price is where the supply of stock intersects with the demand of the stock if there is a high demand and the way there is a no slow or less supply there is a huge demand for that price the current price may be heavily influenced by the way temporary supply and demand imbalances so there is a high demand is there there is a low supply it means that everyone interested to buy that particular stock or by the market reaction or recipe of new information just new information you got that the company is going to acquire uh, 10 different companies so they are going to they are increase the market capitalization and product specific there is huge demand for that kind of products this huge demand the market because of the uh, receipt of or recipe of information is created the huge demand in the market the market company market or a company information will create the high demand high demand if the big news from the company market low demand vice versa i mean there's a bad news bad news let's take an example of uh, s bank yes market news is and uh, decent crisis nbfc and non-banking financial like ilfs liquidity crisis i mean it will affect the market i'm saying it will directly or indirectly it will affect on the market so what we are recommend is supply and demand from the investor for recommendation is that the short term supply and demand trading techniques are the area of technical analysis yes i agree we tend not to momentum purchases buying a stock simply because the price is rising don't buy a stock just assuming that today is go today is hitting tomorrow is hitting day after tomorrow is hitting so i need to buy after day after tomorrow also it will hit don't buy like that Prepare a note for yourself. Why you are buying the stocks? What's your pattern as there? How the technicals is showing? What are the fundamentals are showing? So prepare yourself. We tend not to momentum purchase. Buy a stock simply because it's not a rising due to the excess of short term trend. When you buy a stock, you buy it because believe it, it's under value. Stocks, buy a stock. Make yourself comfortable to invest in undervalued stocks. So there is a still scope that there is some in some may not in a future it will increase the price. Yes, if the company releases a piece of bad information or a bad news, we'll get a small test. Yes, it's a test for the company. Of course, the stock price will affect in a bad way if the bad information is there. Good in the good information. Maybe it's a good kind of a thing that the stock will hit in 2052 weeks high. Recently, we are seeing like news as like CEO Bozian, CEO Forizan from there. Yes, he is resigning here. He is appointing that. This kind of information is creating nonsense in the market, right? Yes, the stock price over the long period of time will focus on fundamentals. Whether the supply demand is right, but it's, it will see the other fundamentals also. In our opinion, that the best thing to do, sell a stock on the first bad news of the information of this type of that, doesn't pass your small test.
why i said sell a stock it means that when you notice in the fundamentally the company debt portion is very high it's not able to their debt ratio current debt ratio is not able to meet their obligation sell that stock at taking some percentage of loss if not it's like a case of J jk associates jk or jp associates right and then i think we're done with the four principle oh four we're done with the four principles right now we are going for the fifth principle i think uh i'm giving very short short information on fifth principles fifth fifth principle the fifth principle is when analyzing a return simple averages are never simple yes we strongly believe that investment advisors and fund managers should measure their performance by using the compounding general compounding averages rather than simple averages compounding returns tell you compounding returns tell you what's really happening to your money yes how what's the matter behind your money right operations behind your money if you are analyzing the performance of fund manager or a mutual fund we just suggest that you make sure that they provide you with the compounding return if simple return if you get a simple return there is no need to wait for the 10 years or 12 years right compounding return it's play a major role i think so yes not i think so it's most important the historic return they are touching could be overstated perhaps grossly overstated right of course yeah so focusing on compounding thing so analyze or uh, view the systematic manner down with the fifth principle and the sixth principle i would like to extend sixth principle in more than what i want the sixth principle is transaction cost taxes and inflation are your enemies transaction cost uh, transaction cost and effect of taxes and inflation can greatly reduce your rate real rate of return i mean real returns right let's take an example that you invested 10000 you got a profit of 15 percentage uh, and you have to take a tax and your transaction cost and inflation now what tomorrow it will reduce right so you will get low return and the transaction cost people are going for the trading they are concerned or cautious about transaction cost showed they made a very important uh, aspect in that uh, transaction cost may be a form of different uh, aspects uh, i mean segments like a brokerage commission when you execute a trade and sales load redemption fee when you purchase or sell purchase or sale of mutual fund yearly asset management fee like a demat management fee and mutual fund stock broker and investment advisor transaction cost blah 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 cost are there significantly it will decrease the return on your investment portfolio it should be very should be very investor mission that to reduce the transaction cost to a lowest possible as well so if you low transaction cost so you got a, a good amount of return percentages there so you'll enjoy that or a stock broker or financial planner can tell you that what stock to buy how much allocation to your investment among uh, different asset classes and how much to make your own investment program the tax option if you benefit from your advisor so please don't hesitate to give a good compensation to him
right because he is giving one of the such good advice you to uh, tax free or a transaction fee right i mean less not more than less if you make your own investments or asset allocation decisions you should search for the lowest brokerage house and different are there uh, now in the there are different brokerage houses are there to low fixed weeks or low transaction cost and there is a free for the equity like zerada uh, all kind of uh, different brokers are there then uh, tax if you observe the recently i think recently i'm not saying recently i think one year back or one and a half year back the long term capital gain tax shaked the market very well completely but people misconception towards long term capital gain went in a different direction so look into that our recommendation from the industry for you is that transaction cost is brief cut all your transaction cost that to lowest level possible be prepared to invest in a riskier asset classes to help overcome the negative effect that inflation has fixed income assets right that then you done with the sixth principle now we go for the seventh principle what is seventh principle seventh principle is time and the value of money are closely related the basic idea is underlying finance theory yes yes it's something that rupee today is more is worth more than the rupee tomorrow yes tomorrow is more money today is very less we invest today rupee to purchase a greater cash flow of tomorrow in fact any financial or investment decision involves spending money today and receiving cash payments in future to assess whether the investment is diamond or a stock or a real estate or whatever you must be able to compare the you must be able to compare the value of money that you invest today with the value of that money that you expect to receive in the future to make this comparison effectively you must understand the simple math that underlying analyze the time of value of investment it's compounding or a kind of a mathematics you have to use <coughs> sorry when we value a company we do different uh, we use different matrix uh, to find the future value of the stock uh, using the discounted cash flow or whether the present value of investment different methods we use that we first estimate the future profits that we expect the company to earn the projections of profits involves multiplying earnings by series of inputs that estimate the growth yes we take our information from the balance sheet kind of a thing to know the how much is there the period of the time a process that known as compounding i think the period of future the future compounding how much uh, profit you are going to make you can estimate that. i mean company which are in which company you are investing you can estimate that once we estimate the future profit we use another max concept to bring those futures dollar back to the today's value the process is known as discounting yes yes we use the discounting concept to whether understand whether the stock is getting a discounting or i'm paying more for that stock so from recommendation from the industry for you is that if you are serious about your investment it is essentially that you understand how to value stock or a bond properly it's very important concept it's usual land that at irrespective of time if you want to lead a financial world in a successful manner like wolf of wall street how jordan did 
something sounds good right like warren buffett or charlie munger sitting at home and earning a lot of money it's not as simple right so learn about value stocks understanding uh, valuing a stock or a bond properly it's required that you know the basics regarding the time value of money that's it a simple max underlying the compounding or discounting like uh, max is not a difficult right is you that thing to the finding a future value of stock and present value no how much is it there is understand the relationship and please understand the relationship between that present and future value how to use the component or exponents how to compound to future value and discount to the present in expansive area whether you use the calculator or spreadsheet it's your wish but try to learn to understand compounding and discounting learn to use financial calculators or a spreadsheet so understand the time value of money so it will help you to do the value of the stock i mean valuation of the stock to understand whether the stock is undervalued or overvalued or how much present is there how much discounting you're going for the present and how much future value is it so we'll understand that so then we're done with the seventh principle now eighth principle asset allocation is very important decision it's very 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 important decision it's important to examine your assets and investment policy periodically to determine the best way to invest to meet your life goals let's i would like to take a uh, one or uh, 10 seconds before coming completing the eighth point why you will invest you have a goals right yes your goals you have to you want to meet that goals putting children through the colleges like like there is a aim for the parents like uh, my son has to study in how business school or princeton or ail or aims and iits education is very expensive right so you are saving for the you are investing for the your children education some people want to take a okay world tour their trips foreign countries and some other want to buy a home or a car any other expensive material gold or diamond whatever the platinum what are things they these are the goals that's the reason you're making money investing money today to get a good amount of money in the future to buy or fulfill your goals right you may be also have some constraints that such as liquidity needs yes goals are there but you have to constrain that liquidity needs tax consideration unique health concern so um, if you invest in a stock you should be liquidity needs so if i need a money i should sell the stock in a very perfect manner an easy manner right in the short order in the short order the volatile market of new millennium have demonstrated some valuable lessons about the risk and return in managing a portfolio of assets yes of course that the modern finance theory teaches us that if you are achieving the highest level of return for a amount of risk we can stomach we should diversify our investment holding or an era of asset classes like don't put all eggs in one basket put put each one of egg in different basket it's like it's like a diversification process begin with asset allocation dividing the investment funds among the different asset classes is there the there is a common stock is there i mean equity is there fixed deposit is there mutual funds are there and uh, provident funds are there index funds are there bonds are there debt bonds are there lot of things are there please diversify everything into that real estate reits are there alternative investments are there if you are that much high net worth individual alternative investments are there so you are diversifying it will help you to 
large portion of their wealth invested in the common stock but uh, what i observed that in united states the largest percentage of people invested in common stock because they take high risk or maybe they need uh, liquidity i don't know why they invested but they they make alternative for that uh, liquidity needs but these are the different uh, asset classes and another thing is the conservative investor tend to put more of their funds in a cash and fixed income securities because the conservative investor don't want to take a high risk so he manage that funds in a cash or fixed income securities the people who invested in large percentage of common stocks are con- aggressive investor they have a large portion wealth invested in the common stock yes they want to take a high risk and they expect the high returns and the typical asset allocation mixes are that uh, some people will 20% in cash 30% in bond 50% in stocks 50% it means they are taking 50% of risk other prefer they interest interested to change their uh, asset allocation process but your asset allocation level should reflect your beliefs about anticipated risk and return of the asset class if you believe that stock market is going to crash you should lower your asset allocation shifting money to your bond or a cash if you believe that long term interest rates are going to rise substantially you should shift money from bond to cash right in this way there are many elements of market timing involved in your asset allocation market timing moving into moving into into and out of the different asset allocations i mean asset classes because of the beliefs about their expected performance yes nonetheless it practice that many wall street professionals use this whether you are on a wall street or on dollar street same story or same matter right but the people who are invested they are concerned about that yes so make sure that you invest you have to con- take a point that you should whenever the liquidity is there you should meet that up point and try tax the required amount you have to meet these points and you have to allocate your investments in a structured manner in effective manner and review that portfolio uh, whether the weekly or monthly or yearly but don't forget to invest in different asset classes yes whether you think that no i don't want to invest in every area i want to invest only on stocks yes it's a good but there is a huge amount of probability of risk is there you can't estimate that there is a high risk if you are anything happen in the market you will lose entirely so don't put all eggs in one basket diversify them enjoy your plan right then from industry if you are our recommendation is that your investment portfolio should be divided between the stocks bonds and cash reserves we recognize that risky stocks have higher expected return than the bonds which have higher expected return than the cash reserves your cash reserve should be readily available when you need them so we assume that you will invest in that unrestrictedly taxable account you can invest cash reserves in money market mutual funds either on a tax exempt basis on or a tax basis depending on relative yield and your tax bracket right 
so focusing on that you will enjoy you will get a good amount of that then ninth point is asset diversification will reduce the risk i think eight and nine are interlinked but concept are different the ninth point as we discussed the principle in three the regional investor risk averse as such we require additional compensation in terms of expert return to take more risk we discuss the direct trade off between the expert return and risk the principle one or a time if you want to achieve a higher return you are going to have a take have to take on more risk right yes how much risk you can deal with your investment portfolio could you sleep at night knowing the retirement nest egg should be cut off cutting off due to the any number of soil i mean just it's point that it's important point in that i'll repeat that again how much risk you can deal with your investment portfolio that's a question could you sleep at night knowing that your retirement nest egg could be cut in off due to any number of social political and economic factor that could be real and the world financial market right it's a question this is a problem right we all want to earn higher return but we can deal with the higher risk necessarily to earn that expected return whatever disaster strikes an assessment of your risk tolerance is important first step in the risk investment process it's a, assessing the risk tolerance is one of the most important you can know that how much risk you are going to take the first step reducing the risk of your portfolio is to diversify the holdings spending your wealth among the number of different investments and diversification is invest to the group of assets you know that different classes and possibly return level of level of risk your assets are everything that has value to your family home career health car furniture clothing etc etc insurance stocks bonds and cash is everything you need to value when you make a decision effective risk and return consider the total amount of your assets your career house and all your tangible and financial assets are being held in one portfolio right one pool it's one protector against having too much concentration of your assets in one of financial institution that could conveniently fall so don't don't uh, jump like everything we suggest you to maintain the financial account different commercial banks brokerage firms and mutual fund companies with these accounts allocate your assets effectively and effectively our recommendation same point don't put all eggs in one basket we done with nine principle last last principle asset pricing model should be used in used to value investment Uh, I think that this is the concept of uh, completely linked to the valuation model. It's like a capital asset pricing model, and uh, simply model that estimate the rate of return that investor should expect to receive on risky assets. In valuation, the principal purpose to determine the discount rate to use when valuing the stock. It's, it's kind of a, a valuation of thing like using the different models like discounted cash flow model or free cash flow model and using the different ratio peg ratio p ratio book even ratio book to there is a lot of uh, price to sales ratio it's like looking for the very important co- concepts and aspects and looking for the kind of a valuation thing 
so why i uh, taught 10th principle asset pricing so if you want to understand everything before investing you should value a stock right that's the reason i taught this principle yes i'm not discussing the 10th principle in a perfectly because it's a valuation kind of a thing but we use different methods like if a p ratio is there and peg ratio is there to determine the this stock is overvalued or undervalued it's linked to the industry how much industry p ratio is there and company p ratio is there we use a cost of equity capital calculator by the capital asset pricing model as an input of discounted cash flow stock valuation model it's simple yet powerful way to estimate the cost of equity amount what amount the cost of equity is it which is usually most significant components of company weighted the cost of capital some kind of a valuation matrix is there i don't want to discuss people who are not from finance will get up laughing blindly thing so these are the 10 principles from investor euphoria and i'll post this in i'll post all these all 10 principles in my website you can visit and you can read uh, if you are interested you can subscribe the books in from investor euphoria bookstore and if you like this podcast subscribe and share it with your friends thank you thank you thank you bye see you in next podcast all the best guys enjoy rock happy finance bye